Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's Go Racing Podcast, Season 3. It's been a while, so Riley, why don't you tell us what's been going on? Well, I graduated elementary school, which I'm very happy about. I'm also taking care of my class pet, which is a turtle named Shelby. Mm -hmm. She's really nice. She's a painted turtle. Really fun. Uh... I also grew I went to um senior Honda. I got to the senior Honda class in quarter midget racing, which I'm really proud of. I've done a really good so far in the season. Mm-hmm. And I did a five K last week Woo-hoo. which was awesome. We got chalk all over us. Yep, it was a color run. Yeah, it was fun. Lots of fun. And we're also going to a Michigan International Speedway in... August 7th. Yeah, August. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Yep, lots of fun stuff going on as we move into the end of our 2022 summer. And we have a lot more to talk about in this episode. We will be right back. So this is your second season of quarter midget racing out at the Michigan Motorsports Racing Association. Last year was your rookie year and you moved from red rookie to blue rookie. This season you started out in blue rookie and then why don't you tell us an update on how everything's going since the beginning of this race season. Well, at the start, it was really good. Came into the season with a new car. It's um, gold and black, based off of Fireball Roberts. Um, number 22. Yeah, number 22, which is not Joey Logano. It's Fireball Roberts. Just to um, clarify. Yeah. Um, I got two out of two wins out of the three races in Blue Rookie before I moved up to Senior Honda, which, um, for the start of the race of my Senior Honda season, uh, it was kind of crazy because we had to do a 50-lap feature because it was the special feature race for Senior Honda. Yes, your first official Senior Honda race was actually the feature race, which feature race means um, it's your sponsored race for the class, and you take your picture with the sponsor sign at the beginning of the race, and then each feature gets more laps than they typically do. So he ran 50 laps on his very first senior Honda race. Out of the seven cars that were in the race, actually... There were six, because Vaughn, who was another rookie to senior Honda, I don't know what happened, but um, I was behind him when he came into turn one in the heat race. His car just got loose or something, and it just pulled up the track and like tore the front axle. It, it, it wasn't very good, so they had to leave, unfortunately. Um, but when we did the feature race, 
I did not think there were going to be, like, this much cautions that were in it. There were, like, three cautions or something, mm-hmm. which isn't really a lot, but I don't think A couple of spin-outs. So, I was involved in two of them. I, um, spun out, got a T-boned Alex Hess, and then Brady... And Hudson, I believe, tangled up in turn four. And I spin out again in the corner, but I got my position back cause for both cautions because I was an after effect. Um, so I ended up finishing third. Yeah. First race and got on the podium, your first senior Honda race. Yeah, that was... That was fun. Pretty fun. And then the next week, um, not, it wasn't too bad. I finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady was literally five inches, um, from getting third. And he was from like five well, inches. Well, you were you me. were like five inches from getting third, and he took yeah. he took third, and you took fourth. That was a fun one to watch as well. Yeah, the mistake that I made though was I pressed on the brakes, trying to get down the inside because I knew Brady was going to go there, and I knew that he was going to try and go down underneath me. So, but the car kind of like pulled up, so there's still a gap for him to go and. My car still had to get back up to speed. So hmm. next time, I'm just going to, like, run the race. Just go just for it. Go. I wouldn't care at all. I'm just going to go for it. But I bet you Brady pressed on the brakes to get under me. Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and when I was behind Brady, and he was happy. I mean, I could see his hands going crazy mm-hmm. in that car. He was happy. Um, and then we took, like, a two-week break or something. And what happened in those two weeks that we, we tried to, Dad tried to make some adjustments? The uh, oh, yeah. pit, uh, oh, pit yeah. crew and crew chief oh, decided yeah. to make so, some adjustments. Yeah. Try a new ratchet hub. It felt tight at first, even though... It was supposed to be loose, so that's when I felt kind of nervous when I heard that. Um, Because it really did feel tight. It did not feel loose at all. Um, So. So we practiced on that, and you had it during practice. Except it was, like, late in the afternoon. It was kind of, like, hot out, and the, the track was shaded, mostly except for some of the backstretch. And when the race comes up and two weeks later, it's blazing hot. It's hot and the race overall was kind of a disaster, is what I would say. <laughs> um, uh, well, it wasn't the best race. starts, it's loose. They try and tighten it up. Well, my dad tries to, and we go out for the heat. I get DQ'd because I spun out. I got three strikes by spinning three times. 
With six laps left, I got DQ'd. So mad. Um, but before that, um, the other dads, like, jacked up my car trying to, like, trying to help it, trying to tighten it up as much as I could, and they went to the max, and it still felt loose, um, so it was weird, because when we practiced, it was tight, but then when we got to the race, it just felt loose, I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, right? Yeah, it's honestly confusing for me. Yep, it is, and it just takes practice, but everybody has a race that doesn't go their way, right? And you just gotta keep practicing, keep moving forward. And then another strange thing, which doesn't even involve the Raja Hub, I don't think. So the car gets going, I'm starting last. Um, and this was like the second or first week of qualifying? Second week of qualifying? Yeah. Um, the car just doesn't go. So, we get going, and it is slow. I take one lap, totally forgot about this rule, where you cannot go off into the pits under green flag. So, what I do, I go off into the pits under green flag. I get DQ'd from the race. So that was a early end to my day. Yeah. Um. But after that, after some very sad stuff, <laughs> I was pouting in the corner of my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I um. You had to get your get, emotions out a little bit. Yeah, we had fun after. Um. We did some scooter racing, which I have no clue how that ended up. I totally forgot. It's all kind of a blur after the long days. Yeah. Because how do we feel about the track, right? It's our... It's our home away from home, pretty much. Pretty much in the summer. We spend yeah. a lot of time out there. A lot of good people. Yeah. lots of Lots of fun. Lots of fun families and good friends that we've met at the track good times so that was a quick recap of this season so far we have another race coming up yeah five races left of the season which that really stinks because it feels so short yep but we um we have one coming up this sunday hopefully the weather holds out for us and we have another good day of racing and we will be sure to update you on how that goes yeah man we're moving on to the latest nascar race update which was at pocono the tricky triangle riley why don't you give everyone a little update on how this all unfolded well i could tell you nascar had a crazy weekend 100%. Oh, yeah. So, Jeb Bodine hit the entry wall. In the Xfinity race. In the Xfinity race. Flipped his car on his roof. He slid up to the middle of the track about 50 yards or something. Maybe less than that. I don't know. Um, So, Noah Gregson won. He was also a bad guy because earlier... (laughs) 
um, the season, he wrecked so- someone who has his own team and is like struggling at the moment. So that wasn't the best idea by Noah Gregson, but um, yeah, he wins and he goes crazy about it. Ty Gibbs, another bad dude, also known as a baby. Well, I don't know if um, we should say bad, but they are a little rowdy. Bad guys. Um. Yeah. He had an interview, and shockingly, he didn't throw a fit about it. So, oh uh, yeah, Ty Gibbs, good job. And then Ty Gibbs is going to race in the Cup Series. After Kurt Busch got a concussion from wrecking in, like, practice, I think. How did he wreck in practice? What was the play-by-play on that? Well, he spun coming out of the final corner. He's going to take the green flag, and then it just spun, and he nailed the wall. And it was a hard impact. Concussion. Yeah. Back back right side so yeah Ty Gibbs filled in room not very happy about that but he did uh um Danny Hamlin wins the race Kyle Busch wins second real quick Danny Hamlin and Kyle Busch are on the same team da 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 <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's like Joe Gibbs Racing. So, they went on Sunday. Yep. It's Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs Racing. They went on Sunday. We wake up Monday morning. To find out Danny Hamlin and Kyle Busch were disqualified. DQ'd. And I was so happy. My dad was so mad because he picked him in our... NASCAR fantasy draft thingy. So he was pretty mad about that. Pretty disappointed. Um, honestly, I'm very happy. So who was the actual first place winner? Chase Elliott in the number nine car. Which means, because I believe... Wait, no, Noah Gregson is on Dale Jr.'s team. Mm-hmm. But he's also the nine car. Is Pocono meant for nine cars? Lucky weekend for the number nines. Hmm. What's a question? Hmm. Eh. Let's investigate. Yeah. And then I was very excited about Chase Elliott winning because I chose him in our fantasy NASCAR draft for this week. Unfortunately, I don't think me or Alex got anything. Alex got third with Daniel Suarez. I'm guessing I got nothing. That is correct. But there's always next week. Dang it. Okay, so this year NASCAR has made some changes to their, how they build their cars. And Riley's going to take a few minutes and explain to us all of the new changes for the 2022 season that we've seen. 
So, number one, um, they made a change to the body of the car to where it would look like a more normal car that you could see out on the, like, roads and highways. Except I wouldn't really agree with that. It just looks really bulky. Mm. It it just looks kind of weird. So, in your opinion, do you like the way the car looks last year? And years before or this year better? Um, probably last year. Okay. Better. But this year's cool and stuff. Okay. And what else is new? Um, well, they have a single bolt tire now. So, hmm. pit stops are way faster. Um, instead of the normal five bolts, they changed it to one, like F1 and Indy cars. So, that was another change. A couple times this season, what what has happened, though, that we've noticed? Well, the tires came off. Yes. So, a bunch of people have gone on vacation this year so far. Um, so, yeah, happy for them that they got to go on vacation. Vacation? Vacation. What does that mean? You got, not necessarily fired, but... Put on a uh, couple couple weeks off. Yeah, a few weeks off. They got, they got a time out. <laughs> yeah, time out for a few weeks. Um, and we've also seen some axle snapping. Mm. First off, the 17, I think it was Chris Busher at Charlotte. He tried to avoid a wreck and... The right front tire dug into the grass and flipped the car over. So that ended his day, unfortunately. Wow. And then Kyle Busch broke his left front part of his axle in a wreck. So. Yeah. Well, and I will say that I just learned that last week that the Xfinity cars still have the five bolts. On their tires, they have not moved to the single bolt yet. Yeah, I think NASCAR is planning on trying to upgrade the Xfinity and Truck Series okay. in a few upcoming years or something. But they're giving it a try. Yeah, the they're Cup just series. giving it a try with the Cup Series, the main series. Anything else new with the the next gen cars that we've seen? I mean, everything has been, like, rebuilt from scratch. Yep. These cars have been built from the ground up. And they're all the same. Yeah. Because NASCAR is very strict about how even the cars are. Mm-hmm. They have a new motor, a uh, transmission, all that stuff. And even new rules and tracks. Now, in your opinion, how do you think the drivers feel about this next-gen car? Um, in my opinion, I think some drivers um, love it a lot in certain courses and stuff, like bigger ovals or smaller ovals or something. But I don't think the drivers really like it on road courses, mm-hmm. I think. Um, because the Indianapolis race was a complete demolition derby. Yes, it sure was. I mean, 
barreling like 180 miles an hour into the first down the straightaway into the first corner and they all just wrecked into the first corner so yeah it's probably not the best but um some drivers I don't think there are a few drivers though that really don't like it yeah they've been pretty vocal about that I think in my opinion I think that for certain drivers and I'm thinking Ross Chastain who in years previous might not have done as well this year he has kind of shown some aggressive driving but he's also won more than he ever has on this new car so for him I think he really enjoys a new car but the the guys who have always had good seasons uh, like Brad Kozlowski you know he's struggling this year he's I don't even think he's finished in the top five or top ten or top ten so a lot of the guys who have had really successful past seasons we're seeing struggling a little bit this season so hopefully they'll get used to the car it seems like chase elliott was struggling a little bit and now he's kind of got a handle on it and he's been doing a lot better but in seasons to come i hope they all get used to it and maybe can improve their driving and their races i've I've seen that change too because chase elliott being the champion last year um is kind of struggling this year and like all the drivers who have won several races and championships are really struggling and that the pole sitter at the beginning of the races will usually end up in the back of the field Mm -hmm. throughout the race um now it seems like they stay up there for the whole race yeah like uh, unlike last year where if you start up in the pole, you would be, like, leading pretty much the whole stage mm-hmm. at first. And then you kind of shuffle back through the field. Um, but, yeah, these cars are just different and makes it a lot harder mm-hmm. for these drivers. And, like, the drivers who haven't done well um, or are new to the Cup Series, like Ross Chastain. Mm-hmm. Are doing very well. Yeah, Ross Chastain has won a few races. Um, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick, yeah. Yeah, so I think um, overall it's interesting to see the new car, but we'll see what the next gen car has in store for the rest of the season. Yeah. One of Riley's favorite shows is Lost Speedways with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And we talked a little bit about that in our last season, the first season of um, Lost Speedways. So, Riley, why don't you go ahead and talk about the second season of Lost Speedways. Well, we're going to start things off with Daytona Beach. Obviously, it's a really important track. It was the first track that was like hosting 
the actual NASCAR series. Mm-hmm. And not just some random dirt track in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's in Daytona Beach, Florida. It was built in 1940, I believe, 9, 1949. Okay. And a few years later, Daytona International Speedway would be made. But Daytona Beach used to be a time trials track where they would have people from all over the country and the world they'd come to this beach they had their cars upgraded and stuff sir malcolm campbell he set a world record at the time going 230 miles an hour oh wow because his car was pretty much a plane but with (laughs) wheels (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it looked like a plane. And his tires, Sir Malcolm Campbell's tires, were made out of silk covered in rubber. And roughly today, it would cost $300 for a single tire. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But, uh, something bad happened where Sir Malcolm Campbell told a guy, his friend, not really his friend, I don't know, to change his tires every run. And he was an Indianapolis 500 winner. Mm-hmm. And he didn't change his tires at one point. And on his way back, he ran over a clamshell mm-hmm. and flipped the car, and he died from that wreck. Sir Malcolm Campbell? No. Oh, his buddy. Okay. Oh, wow. It was a really bad wreck, though. He flipped, like, 20 times or something. And these had no roll cages. It was open Mm -hmm. cockpit. And it pounded the ground on the driver's side. So he passed away, unfortunately. And that's when they decided not to do it. Mm Because at that point, they were pretty much racing in people's backyards. (laughs) Because... Daytona was building up such a community around the beach, so people were were living right right off the beach, and that wasn't very good, so they moved to the bottom hill salt flats in Utah, that's where they still do it today. The salt flats? Yeah. Nice. Um, Bill France just came in at the right time, where he only had to wait like one or two years before the um, the time trials cars left to the bottom of the soft flats. So then he decided to, well, he didn't do it at first, but Daytona, since this was like after the Great Depression, things were still doing mm-hmm. kind of bad yep. and stuff. People didn't have much money. So Daytona decided to make a race, one race, and it was terrible. (laughs) I mean, it was absolutely terrible. Bill France and about half the field got stuck in the sand. Mm -hmm. 
No one even know who won. No one did. They just guessed. Both France ended up in the top ten. No one was so sure. So that was really bad. Took away a lot of money from that. But in all that downfall, Bill France saw an opportunity to make a sport. Mm-hmm. And there's a story where Bill France, he worked on the winner's car. Mm-hmm. So he built the winner's car even though he finished fifth. So he finished fifth and pretty much won as well at the same time because he built the winner's car. Okay. He built the car that the person So won. first and fifth. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, Bill France got a lot of friends, like drivers, mechanics, um, whatever. Whatever, do anything, like just random people. Mm-hmm. So they... With that friendship, I forgot, I think it was the Streamline Hotel. Yeah, Streamline Hotel. They had the meeting that made NASCAR, and they had the first race at Daytona Beach. And it was way better than the first one. It was way better. Mm-hmm. How was it better? Not as many crashes and stuck in the sand? Yeah, just... Cars going 150 miles an hour down two miles straight away, mm-hmm. two or three miles straight away, and then they go into the infamous south turn, which was a very tricky turn. I saw a video where about eight different cars ended up in that area mm-hmm. off the track in just one race. Oh wow! So that was a really big. Th- corner that a lot of people messed up on because you have to so you're going 150 miles an hour down an asphalt straight away and then you have to make a transition to a very sharp turn kind of like martinsville but not as sharp okay going 150 miles an hour you have to make that transition and you're gonna have to try not to fly over that which is really hard yeah for sure. Especially since you don't have any, like, power steering. Mm. You're just, like, trying to get around the corner. Um, and then going down the beach, the sand, you would think, would just sink pretty much, and the cars would get stuck. Well, the stuff in the sand, all that, made the sand pretty much a rock. Oh, so it was just one hard surface and it could hold a weight of a lot of weight. Yep. Yeah, just cuz so. the ra- the sand was so hard. Yeah. yeah. And then you go into the north turn which not much people messed up on except a very funny bet against Tim Flock and some other guy. I I always forget these guys' names, but so Tim Flock and 
this other guy, they both qualified on the front row. Okay. So they made a bet on who would lead the first lap. And the other guy said, I can just, the sand would slow me down. I can get through that corner without having to break or let off. The sand's going to slow me down. (laughs) Tim Flock, who's been driving on the beach before the war, pretty much. Yep. Has experienced a lot of it and knows how to run this course. Well, the other guy does not. He's new, and he talks a lot. Like, <laughs> a lot, and I mean a lot. And Tim Flock and the rest of the field, as they all check up to get around the corner, you can see that one guy just fly out there like a slingshot. Oh, wow. He just went over the corner. <laughs> he just barreled over the corner. and He was quiet after that. Sure, so. I bet. Yeah. So that was a funny moment. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 1958 was when they would run the last two races at Daytona Beach. Okay. Because Bill France was making Daytona International Speedway, mm-hmm. which had, on the first race, the biggest wreck in history of motorsports. The first race at Daytona International Speedway? Okay. There was 39 cars wrecked in Daytona International Speedway Mm. on the first lap. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. The big big one. They were all trying to get used to the new track, I guess. Yeah, it's hard going on, like, 18-degree bankings. Mm -hmm. Going 200 miles an hour. Um, without having to let off, like Daytona Beach, mm-hmm. where you're going to have to like press on the brakes just to get around the corner. And then wasn't part of Daytona, uh, the beach, you can still visit it today, and it, where the track used to be, it kind of goes through yeah. a neighborhood? Um, you can actually practically map out the track, except it the corners aren't very visible. They're going through, like, buildings, so you can only see the front part of the front stretch and the entire back stretch because the entire beach is mm-hmm. the back stretch, so. Yeah, they'd go straight down the beach. Yeah. But there is a plot of asphalt that was the original asphalt mm-hmm. for Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also Daytona Beach in road course. Okay. Because it's not perfectly straight in an oval. It is a little curvy on the back straightaway. And fun fact, on the back straightaway was where the start-finish line was. Oh, nice. Because they would all line up on the front straightaway. Which would be the beach. And you can fit like five cars in a line. Mm -hmm. When the front stretch could only hold like two cars. Oh. So a lot of people would actually get like right up on the edge yeah, I bet. of the asphalt mm-hmm. to see them come down the track. Um one guy said that one time he was like a bit too close. Yeah. It. When the cars came by, the concussion from the air lifted him lifted him up in the air 
you know, landed on his butt, like, <laughs> five feet away from the track. It just made him fly through yeah. the air? Yeah, it's... Oh, wow. That's what air can do to you, man. So, I mean, they didn't that's, have any walls. He was and, definitely feeling the speed then. Yeah, and Bill France also ended up putting signs up that said, beware of rattlesnakes because people would ro- walk over those dunes to watch the race. Mm, oh, yeah. Now, were there actual rattlesnakes or was he just trying to keep people from... I do not know. Mm. I think... Probably both. Yeah. So trying to keep people from entering not the paying track without paying, yeah, and then not to get also bringing snakes. snakes. Um. Well, I sure do love listening to all the history that you know of these speedways. It's a lot of fun to hear all the facts and fun, fun small pieces of knowledge that you've learned over the years. Is there anything else you want to add about the Daytona Speedway? Mm. I think it's just cool. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. It's one of my favorite tracks. And how if that beach wasn't there and how that sand Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been a thing. Who knows if NASCAR would be a thing Mm -hmm. or if Bill France never moved from Washington, D.C. in the first place. Or if the time trials cars never moved out, who knows what would have happened, yep. you know? Exactly. We we don't know if NASCAR would have been a thing, but I think also Bill France is a very interesting character. Maybe we can talk about him in one of our subjects for another podcast. Yeah. All right. Great job with the um, Lost Speedways. And we're w- anxiously waiting Season three of Lost Speedway. Yes. So hopefully Dale Jr. comes out with that soon. Very anxious. Okay, so basically I just want to ask you, what has life been like as this summer break has unfolded? What have you guys and your friends been up to on the homestead? Well, a lot of things. It's been busy. We've had, like, golf. We've played golf. We've actually made a two-hole golf course in our neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. We How got plastic cups. We dug two holes in the ground, put the plastic cups in, and then we got those poles that are in our garage mm-hmm. that Dad uses for golf. We stuck them behind the <laughs> hole so you can tell where the hole is. Very um, creative. So we've done that. We've gone down into the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to do this so bad. I want to live in the woods for a week mm, without okay. coming up. I just want to do that so bad. I don't know why. But I feel like doing that. Yeah, like survival. Yeah. Learn how to survive in the Maybe woods. Maybe we could do that in the winter. Oh, boy. No? That'd be great. You'd need a lot of equipment. Yeah. Um, but wh- what are what have you built down in the woods? A little bit of a well, log cabin? We tried to, and then JoJo's pole collapsed. It wasn't deep enough. Mm-hmm. 
And this is the point where we had sticks already on the roof, kind of. Yeah. And collapsed, and we're like, you know what? We don't feel like rebuilding this again, because, like, this already took us three days. Yeah. Of, like, planning and working it out. And we've actually made a good chain of, like, working stuff. Yeah. Like, like little chores. So Alex and Yuli, they get buckets of, they get a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. So we can refill our watering can and just, like, wash our hands if they're muddy. We have another bucket where we can collect dirt in, pour water from the watering can in, and then just smash it up with sticks to make mud. Mm-hmm. And also stir it up. We found out that you should never put grass in mud. It just completely ruins it. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's not the best. And it feels really weird, too, where you just grab some mud and then it's all, like... Grassy. It feels like there's just, like, stuff in it. Yeah. And it just feels all weird and icky. So then we decided to make our own teepees and stuff. JoJo totally bailed on hers. Okay. She made a small one and just, like, smashed it with her foot. <laughs> <laughs> and we took some of the sticks from that to finish RTPs. Alex and Yuli, the duo, pretty much, they had some help with from Harrison to make mm-hmm. a lean-to. Oh, tree. yeah. Harrison made a TP. So, and then JoJo made a thing where we made something last year where there's like a hole kind of in the stick pile mm-hmm. and Jojo just cleaned it out probably made bigger space out of it I don't know so there's like a little cave out of sticks mm-hmm. in there so that's all of our houses there we haven't been down there in a week now so. well it's been rainy and windy and there's a lot of trees that I'm worried that our teepee fell down, but, like, I wouldn't care because it took me, like, ten minutes to build it. Yeah. So you could probably pop up another one. Yeah. And then you guys have done bike racing in the driveway. Yeah. Um. I've made a NASCAR Heat 5 career. For sure. Mm -hmm. And... I'm doing great in the truck series. I've made my own team, and I'm doing so much better than the Xfinity series. I joined a team called MBM Motorsports. Mm-hmm. Stands for like management business motorsports or something. Okay. I don't know. But I really don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, my teammates are Chad Finchman and Timmy Hill. And I didn't realize that Timmy Hill was the number 66. Oh. And my car was the number 66. Oh. And in one of the races, I was like, wait, Timmy Hill's the number 66. I'm going to have to change that. Yeah. I finally found out how to, like edit my car okay schemes and stuff so i went in there and the only thing i did was change it to number 69 well there you go that's all i did <laughs> in the truck series i'm 
and like 26th in points. I got like two top fives, three top tens, and I haven't got any polls yet. But I almost got a win at Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like two car lengths away from Ben Rhodes. So that was unfortunate. But I don't think I've ever finished in the top ten in oh. the Xfinity Series. Wow. And I'm currently last in points. I'm not doing very well. So by the end of this season, I might... Like transferred to a different team. Mm-hmm. I've already make made a contract, I guess, with another team, but I might stay with MBM Motorsports. Yeah, I don't know, but my truck series is doing way better than I thought it would. Good. Yeah, it's been fun getting some practice on the. It's also made it easier for the truck series though, because since I'm racing two different series, mm-hmm. I get more money from Xfinity. Because my team gives me like $7,000 a race. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I got like $300,000 mm-hmm. in maybe five weeks. Oh, wow. So it's definitely made it easier for us. When I say us, I mean me. Mm-hmm to do my truck series um but i've had some good streaks i have three friends in my career nice. two rivals and yeah my two rivals are clay greenfield and joe nemechek oh yeah joe nemechek yeah, father of john hunter nemechek yeah um and then what's one other thing that we've been doing this summer that you'd like to share Maybe going to the the tree runner. Oh yeah, we went to the tree runner, which was amazing. Got to climb through some trees. Yeah, it's like a little rope course kind of. I did river ride with Jack, Jojo, Mom, and Harrison. Yes, for Harrison, I I wish I could just let him go in front of me, which I think I did. Well, you did eventually. Yeah, I did. Because Jack gave up his spot to Harrison. Harrison just cut in front of... Well, I was behind Jack, so Harrison pretty much cut in front of all of us. Um, And then me and Jack got tangled, so we had to, like, do crazy things with our stuff. And I got ahead of Jack. But, um... Harrison went so fast that he, like, stumbled on the rolling logs, which was probably one of the easiest things. Well, let's explain what the tree runner is. It's a bunch of ropes positioned up in trees, and then you're in a pulley system with a harness and ropes. So if you did fall off, you'd just be hanging. Yeah, so it's a very safe thing. But zip lines. Zip lines, tight ropes. you got to jump from a platform onto the ground. Yeah. I think the three scariest things were hmm, probably the wires where there's two wires. Mm-hmm. You had to unlatch. You could pull it on, and then you would walk on pretty much a tightrope, mm-hmm. a wire, 
And then you have to unlatch your hook, attach it, and then unlatch yep. your other hook. Yep, that was scary. And it's safe because if you unlatch one hook, the other hook wouldn't mm-hmm. unhatch it's a magne- unless you attach the next hook. So, so it's a magnet system where yeah. you're constantly hooked into the rope. Um, so... If anyone's interested, West Bloomfield Tree Runner. It was a lot, a lot of fun. All yeah. of us enjoyed it from all ages. Um, it was a very good experience, and we're hoping to go back soon. Yeah. Um. And then the probably next scariest part was when you had to sit on the rope, and then it's kind of like a zip line, except you sit on the oh yeah big knot of a rope. And yeah. You just like glide over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other scariest one was probably the type rope at mm-hmm. the end where you had a wire above of you that you could hold on and then there's like a thing. It's like a ribbon. Yeah, it's kind of like a ribbon, I guess, but stronger. <laughs> yeah. It like super moves, wobbly. And I was just like moving my legs so much. Mm-hmm. And Harrison was in front of me. I was like, Harrison, I'm going to need your hand, buddy. <laughs> like, okay. So, did he, did he give you a helping hand? Yeah, that was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, fun day. Really fun. All right. So, that wraps up our activities on the homestead. Yep. It's a fun summer so far. <laughs>